Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bow and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bow and Zach are here to squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some I don't call it the offseason. I call it the non-playing season. Is that what you say when people, you know, normies ask you about what you do in the offseason? You say it's the not the offseason, it's the non-playing season? I don't correct them, but I'll call it the non-playing season. Okay. I'll feel like there's the playing season. And the, the NPO. Season. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday night at about 9.09 p.m. On day two of tampering, the Eagles bringing back James Bradbury, bringing in Rashad Penny, bringing back Boston Scott. We'll get to all of that, all the other moves that happened around the league today that are Eagles relevant, including the departure of Kaiser White. I am Bo, that is Zach, and we must start this episode by wishing a very happy birthday to our superstar producer, Marissa Dunn. Please, Zach, uh, will you and the chat join me? In singing. Oh, no. Happy birthday to Marissa. <laughs> sure. And a three. And a two. And a one. Happy birthday. You're not going to join me? I'm singing. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Marissa. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I don't know Happy what birthday. was better. Zach not singing. I should have gone I, slow I, I sang. That's I what sang. I done. Um, Marissa, I'm so excited for you. This is your <laughs> final birthday before kids. Yeah. So, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 29. Yeah. So final, my final birthday in my 20s. and 20-something. Yeah. final before a baby so yeah um it was a great day and happy to cap it off with a, a free agency pod and and spend time with you guys in the sickos nothing better you got yeah, a birthday but, coming up too zach right i do but, yeah. but it's nice focuses on you and what are you 20 something again zach <laughs> um I, I feel 20 something right that's but, good do you uh, no, no, <laughs> i i, I want to say we gave this When's is your how, birthday? uh march 22nd this is how the same day as Sean Bradley. Uh, so you know where all the height went. Which right? Sean Bradley? Oh, uh, the seven foot six one. Okay. Um, so I, I so just three, want, I, I mean, we can, so just for the people trying to guess your passwords, three twenty two eighty six is <laughs> right. Um, so uh, I have to change my phone password now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change it to Pauline. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, no, so I, I, I want to give Marissa a shout out here. We can give her a shout out for so many different reasons, but, but this shows how loyal she is to, to her job and her audience. She's no birthday that, uncle. That, uh, we gave her the out. We said to her, Bo and I can do this pod, no. you know, go enjoy it. And she said she, she wants to do this podcast tonight. So credit to Marissa every night, but especially <laughs> especially tonight. I actually, I'll, I'll say this. I referred to Marissa. I was talking to uh, someone about her the other day and I said, she's Creepy. my, I, <laughs> I said, she's my boss. She's like my, my audio I'm boss. Not so your I, boss. I, yeah. She's my producer. So I, I, I said, audio like, boss is another word for voice in your head. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, like, I, 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 I could talk to my producer, you know, to see if she can do such and such thing. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so credit to Marissa. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it, but I'm more than happy to be here. I wish there was the voice in your head, Zach, and I could tell you to get some rest <laughs> and maybe not work as hard, but um, we're still working on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm always chasing. So <laughs> speaking of always chasing, the Eagles are speaking chasing the trying to beat next year. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Bo, of the moves today? Let's well, hold on. Marissa, what did you do for your birthday? I'm sorry about that. I don't know. I mean, other than Michael just uh, sitting down watching the uh, 16 seed playing game. Oh man, he's ready. March Madness is in full <laughs> swing over here. Um, before we started, he's yelling at the yelling at the screen. Um, no, it was a pretty simple birthday. Like a lot of people, I was attached to my phone and NFL Network, watching all of the free agency stuff. Um, still no Rogers news for my Jets podcast, so that was kind of frustrating. Can't but, wait. Um, yeah. Hopefully tomorrow we'll hear something. Um, but yeah, we had dinner at home because we've been traveling a lot lately. So I did not really want to go out to dinner. Um, and shout out to my wonderful mom because she made a lovely dinner, the nice gluten-free uh, strawberry shortcake with uh, whipped cream icing, homemade whipped cream icing, which was really good. Nice. Yeah, really good. Highly recommend making homemade whipped cream. I don't know how she did it though, so I can't really speak through it. It's pretty but... easy. You get the cream and then you whip it. <laughs> I think it's like confectionary sugar and heavy cream, maybe. Or I, I don't think it's many ingredients, but she said the bowl had to be chilled. I didn't know she said that. Mm. Um, very good. And yeah, so I a um, little bit, you know, had a lot of sugar a little bit ago and ready for this pod, ready to talk about uh, everything that went down today. To All answer right, sir, go Brent's ahead with question. your question. Wait, to answer Brent's question, Al, do you know the Eagles player with the same birthday as Marissa? Mm. The answer is Kenny Gainwell. Who was mm. in the news today? But this was this is Kenny Gainwell's birthday. Mm. We should and change Steph name Curry, Marissa produce well. <laughs> Marissa, growing up, how many pie jokes did you get? So I actually loved it. It was like a cool okay. birthday on Pi Day because um, math class was always fun, and I wasn't really a math person, if you can tell by some of my addition and sub subtraction on this show. So we'd always everyone would get to bring in pies. Um, we'd have like a pizza party. So I always liked that. Um, and I know a lot of people say that's how they remember my birthday is pie. So yeah, I always, I always enjoyed it. Like what was your of, best birthday party as a kid? Mm, good question. I had a lot. My mom was like epic with throwing birthday parties, but I did have one at Yankee Stadium. So I think that would probably mm. take the cake, pun intended. Um, we did pie. like a take the pie, pun intended. Yeah, I should have known better. Um, we did like a tour of, it was there wasn't a game, but we got to do like a tour of the stadium and 
go in the locker room. Ooh, I nice. brought like 15 girls to Yankee Stadium at age 12. <laughs> and we went in the press box and had pizza and cake and things like that. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that probably is one know? that stands out. It's not, this is not my day. This is Mercy's No, it's, a, it's birthday conversation. Yeah, it's birthday conversation. Um, best birthday party you had as a kid. And, you know, West probably Chester medieval York. times. Mm, that's a good one. I, I had that really one at one time. Love medieval times. Yeah. Yeah. I actually want to go as an adult. Have you taken your kids there? Not the kids yet. Yeah, I mean they're I once, a little young. We once, uh, we once went to medieval times um, with my family and Rachel when she, when like we were early on in dating, like maybe like two years in or something like that. No, and maybe it was a little bit longer than that. And for for some reason, my mom was under the impression that I was going to propose to Rachel at medieval times. <laughs> like. First of all, you think I'm going to do that without telling you? And second of all, you think I'm going to do that? <laughs> I've never Very been to many times. The only thing I know about it is the cable guy. I love Remember medieval times. Medieval times. Okay. Yeah, I used to love medieval times too, yeah. except I was like, you know, a little pampered as a kid and didn't know how to eat like chicken off the bone. Oh, that's um, good. So my mom would have to like, when we went to medieval times, she'd have to like take it off for me. Mm. <laughs> and that lasted until I was a little too old. Um, but yeah big fan zach your favorite birthday like favorite birthday party yeah As uh, a kid? when he was about 12 years old he was put to work and uh, <laughs> uh no so uh like when yeah you know, I, I had parties up until i was nine years old my eighth birthday party was my favorite we uh my uh my parents rented out like um you know the uh the, the court in the gym one day you know at, mm -hmm. at a local school and you know, split the kids, you know, I, I split the teams up evenly. Like I was working throughout the week to come up with even teams, <laughs> East versus West. This okay. Does sound very yeah. And, and, and it was, we just played, we just played basketball, you know, the whole time, you know, for an hour or so, and then had cake, but that was, that was the coolest birthday party. And then they cut you off at, for birthday parties at nine and nine. Yeah. At Interesting. Nine. Michael uh, didn't have a lot of birthday parties growing up either. I did until I was, in college basically oh really yeah i had lots wow. of birthday parties yeah I, we stopped I guess, that when you got, I guess when you got 14 kids <laughs> yeah oh, true. but then uh but no i mean we we would have like a, a dinner at the house but in terms of like inviting all the yeah. friends over yeah but that's then, how michael was growing yeah. up uh emily threw me um a surprise party at tacanelli's one time uh mm. and then also, uh, the famous, well, it's not famous. I oh, the famous Suzuki. When I had my, my 25th birthday, I was down covering spring training for the star ledger. Uh, and I covered a Yankees Orioles game. I believe someone can look up. I, I believe it was a Yankees Orioles game that day. And I'm driving back to my hotel in Tampa and I stop at BJ's brew house and I bring the bazooki back and the woman at the front desk asks if that's a bazooki and I offer it to her and she, uh, she accepted it. And so Unbelievable. My, she had my birthday bazooki. If there's one story, I think Do they have one of those in Philadelphia. No, they have one in Allentown. Uh, okay. I, I, I was actually, I was, I was thinking about, uh, on the drive to or from, uh, the, the Maxwell's, the, the Maxwell's yeah. I was thinking of stopping, but I don't need a bazooki right now, so I'm trying to eat better. Uh, my I parents tell a story of like when when I, I don't know exactly how old how old I was, probably like six years old, maybe. Uh, they had a they had a birthday party at our apartment, 
and uh, they decided to do like a puppet show, uh, thinking that that would really entertain everybody. And they like worked hard on this little routine. And then they finished the puppet show and and none of the kids were there. <laughs> like everybody had gotten up and walked away. Just oh, no. <laughs> total, total misread of the situation. That's all right. They tried. All right, Zach. We're 12 minutes into the episode and we haven't <laughs> yeah, talked about talked, the Eagles, we haven't talked Eagles agency. I know that that's uh, biting away at you. So what was the question that you were going to pose about what has happened today? Yeah, so for full disclosure, we, we did just have an email exchange that's going up about this. But I'm curious for our audience and, and to flesh it out here, uh, A, are you surprised about Bradbury? B, are you surprised at how quickly they sorted out the backfield? And C, uh, is this like the, the major part of this first week? Or, or, or do you think this was just the beginning of it? Uh, good questions. Let's, let's, let's take them one at a time, if that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, on Bradbury. I mean, you and I did the Flu World Order two weeks ago and we had him at 15 and 16 respectively. I had him at 15. So that's a point for me, but <laughs> you killed uh, me on Boston Scott, by the way, I did kill you on Boston yeah. Scott. I felt good about that one, but um, I, I mean, so relative to my expectations from two weeks ago, a big surprise. Um, once free agency started yesterday and he was still on the board and it kept going today and he was still on the board and knowing that um, the slay situation is unsettled, it's, it, it started to seem a little bit more likely. Now, Bradbury told both Josina Anderson and uh, DFOP Josh Tolentino, uh, who, who, who got yeah, the scoop work, and, and talked to uh, Bradbury today, great work by Josh, that uh, he, he passed up some slightly more lucrative offers elsewhere in order to come back to the Eagles. Um, I think it, it, I mean, it's a very reasonable deal, right? Uh, three years for about uh, under $13 million a year. Um, with 20 guaranteed, and my guess is once we see the details, it's probably going to be a two-year commitment. Um, it's a very reasonable deal for a player of his caliber. It seems it's it seems like the case where the Eagles probably had a number, and he was willing to accept the number. Mm -hmm. um, so, am I surprised a little bit, but not blown away, having seen what happened over the past 48 hours? Um, what do you think about Slay? Because my my guess here is Slay's coming back too. Um, and we're going to get a resolution probably one way or the other before tomorrow when the league year opens because the Eagles are going to want to either open up the cap space with the restructure or trade him and get what they can, which is, I mean, it's a difference of about $7 million. Yeah, great question. Because to show how the, the TOFA was made as a nod to Shield, uh, we have a template that we, that we need to fill out whenever there's a signing. When I say we, the reporters at The Athletic. And one of the questions in the template is how this affects their cap. And I was texting Bo for, for this one. I just kind of raised my hands. I, I don't know right now. Um, I mean, Jake Rosenberg, Bryce Johnston, they have smart people in there who are figuring out their cap situation. Uh, and... From my understanding of it, and I, I'll admit it's a it's a relatively rudimentary understanding, relatively speaking. Uh, in order for them to have this type of money, they needed to restructure Lane's deal and restructure Slay's deal. 
Now, maybe they can just do one and then just have Slay on that deal, but then subsequent moves would be hard to fit. It's in. weird that the lane one hasn't like been reported yet. Yeah. I, I mean, it could just be something yeah. for bookkeeping that's done. So, in, in any event, bookkeeping, uh, one of the uh, one of the few words in the English language with back to back K's. What are the other words? Uh, actually, maybe it's the only one. It's, well, it's bookkeep, like bookkeeping, but I think that might be the only. Is there one more? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what this means for Slay. Clearly the fact that, and we talked about it last night, they're they're willing to have life without him next year if they did say Stock you can keeper. go. Stockkeeper. Stockkeeper. That's a good one. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Continue. No, that's a, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I still think Slay's going to be back. I think that's the most sensible scenario. But Slay also has to look out for Slay. And he has to, if if he can find a situation where he he can make money going beyond this season, then he should uh, he should do so. But I, I don't know where that's going to be. That's all I was saying. I still think the most likely outcome is that Slay restructures. <laughs> Jackknife. Zach Kiefer is very funny to me, but. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, that's the best writing one. I know that. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think the most likely outcome is Slay and Bradbury are the corners next year, and the Eagles have the best cornerback tandem in the NFL. Well, I don't think that we can be so declarative about that. Okay. I also, I, I mean, where I, I think this isn't, I mean, this isn't Joe Banner in 1998. Like players don't always fall off a cliff at age 30. I, you know, I, I think we, we sometimes view 30 as like once they hit 30, they're done. I wouldn't sign Slay to a five-year deal, but if you say you can have Slay and Bradbury next season, I mean, well, actually, I, 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 I take this back. The Dolphins are a better cornerback combination. I would rather have Ramsey and Howard than Slay and Bradbury, but Slay and Bradbury will be one of the best cornerback combinations in the in the NFL next year. I feel confident saying that. Gilmore um, and Diggs is another really good one. So, the, so, the, so there's, it's not the best, but it's up there among. Well, the listen, best. you know there are. It's all about probability, right? And mm -hmm. one of the biggest predictors of health is have they been healthy? And both Darius Slay and James Bradbury have been very healthy. Um, James Bradbury has missed. We'll get to that with Rashad Penny, by the way. Right. Um, yeah. James Bradbury has missed two games in the past, I think, five years. Darius Slay has not missed a game for health reasons in his three years with the Eagles. He's missed games because the Eagles had um, games without consequence in you know, weeks 17 and 18. But you can expect them theoretically to be healthy. You know, this was it was the same thing with Malcolm Jenkins, right? Um, but at some point, their play is going to deteriorate. Sure. Exactly. Um, it's why the Eagles are probably not giving Darius Slay another year yes. on his contract. Um, I don't think that it's ideal to have so much money wrapped into two 30-year-old cornerbacks, 30 and 32. Oh, I agree. Um, I agree. Okay. So so then what's the what do we disagree about? I'm just saying, no, I I say for next season. Like I I, I wouldn't extend Slay with big money right now. And I also don't think that it's it's I, I, ideal to extend Slay right now that you've extended Bradbury. But I think if you say you can restructure Slay's deal, push you know push some of the money to the voidable years, 
Okay. So then there will be a cap hit after next season. And you have Slay and Bradbury for next year. I think for the 2023 season, that's fine. It would surprise me if they both fell off the cliff in 2023. I think it's I think it's fine. Um, I think it's probably good relative to their options. Um, it's yeah. not like, you know, I, we, we don't know what Byron Murphy's deal is going to be yet. Sure. Um, and so without knowing that, we can't really say like whether one deal is better than the other. Um, and, and I, I don't know that they had a better solution and, uh, it's there, it puts them in a good position to not have to reach for a corner in the draft. But, but the problem with it is you've now got all this money to, you know, committed to corners and cornerback is still a need, right? Like it's still a big long term, long term, right? Yeah, it is yeah, not immediate. Yes. Correct. Um, and so it's, it's not perfect. Um, I'm not saying that I would have done it differently. It's just, you know, this is the situation that they're in. Um, I guess we'll see what happens with CJ Gardner Johnson. Maybe they chose Bradbury over Gardner Johnson. Um, just alloc where to alloc allocate their money. But that would surprise me. Well, maybe they chose Bradbury at this number versus exactly. Yes, Johnson exactly. A different number, right? Exactly. Um, I just, I'm not, uh, I'm not throwing a parade for this. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's solid business, but it's, it's not like a, a heist. Oh, I, I don't think it's a heist. I didn't think Bradbury was going to come back for the reason we mentioned. I, I didn't think they'd pay two cornerbacks at this age. Short of, I, I mean, short of Hargrave coming back, and we discussed last night, 21 million seemed prohibitive. Um, I don't know what Gardner Johnson's going to sign for. It would surprise me if Gardner Johnson signed with the Eagles at this point, but never say never, and they have worked things out with the cap. That... This is a fair contract for Bradbury. And if you look at this independent of Slay, if you say Slay's on the books next year, okay? We'll have, you know, the Eagles will have Slay next year and then not thereafter. And Bradbury is a, is a two-year bridge and that you're talking about the 25 roster and 26 roster. You you can start planning ahead now. You don't have to, to force the number 10 pick or force the number 30 pick. You can draft the best player there who might who, who might well be a cornerback and you develop him the same way. Look, Lito and Sheldon, um, what were the audience would know this better than me. I I should I should know this and in a few months I'll probably know this well is like what's what's the what age was Troy Vincent uh and what age was Bobby Taylor when the Eagles drafted Lito and Sheldon? Because I imagine this is something we'll write around draft time. Well let's find out. Because Vincent and 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 Bobby Taylor gave them a good year. Like like the Eagles went to the Super Bowl that year with those two guys, and then they uh, moved on and they went to lead on Sheldon. Right? They 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 had that planning ahead. Troy and, Vincent and, was thirty two. Okay. Bobby Taylor was twenty nine. Yeah. So if if you have that type of year. From 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 Bradbury and Slay, and then you can transition. What am I? I I, I see Jason saying wrong here. What am I wrong here? Did they play no, one more don't, year? Don't overreact to the to the chat. You know, mid pod. Well, there are customers, right? If if well, yeah, but you're you're in the middle of a you're in the middle of talking. You don't have to interrupt yourself. 
if we have a pizza, if, if this is a pizza restaurant and we're serving pizza and someone's in the middle of their bite and they say, this isn't a good bite. Yeah, but you also wanna... have, but, but Zach, this is a very small portion of the people eating the pizza. The, the okay. majority of the people eating the pizza are listening, are listening at home. Okay, right? fair enough. And so fair now enough. they're distracted by. Yes. Well, so Jason, that's exactly what I said. Lito, oh, wait, no, Lito and Sheldon were not the starters for Mr. Bowl year, were they? Anyways, um, they do you might wanna, as well. Do you want to start a new podcast with Jason? <laughs> Uh, so in any event they 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 had even if it was the year before they had a productive year with bobby taylor and and with uh (laughs) and with troy vincent and then they transitioned to lito shepherd and to uh and to sheldon brown and if that's the way this goes then uh that that would be a good outcome my point is they don't need the force cornerback for next year they can get by very well with the two guys they have next year Hmm. Okay, that's fair. That's now, now, because you've stopped so talking, surprised. I will address the Mount Joy comment in uh, in the chat because I am wearing my my Mount Joy t shirt. Uh, and he asks, and he, and I think this is Matt. He asks, uh, "What do you think about Jeffrey stealing Jeffrey Simmons?" Zach, we talked about uh, guys coming up on their end of their rookie deals. What, what would you think about a Jeffrey Simmons trade? Well, I think that'd be a great trade. Right. I mean, I would trade. Don't you want to know would, the terms first? I would trade one of the first rounders right now. I mean, maybe hmm. I, I would trade 30. I would trade 30 for Jeffrey Simmons right now. I don't know if that would do it. I might even trade 10, but that's, that's expensive. Don't you think, don't you think Rand Carthon would get fired for giving the Titans his again, next exactly. best player or giving the Eagles his next best <laughs> yes, player? Exactly. That's why I'm saying, I don't think it's going to happen. That would be interesting. Um, okay. So, Bradbury, state of the of the secondary, you feel good about things. Do you feel like this? You feel like this makes it less likely that Gardner Johnson comes back. From a financial perspective, that would surprise me. Yes. Okay. If we were doing grades for the James Bradbury resign, what would you give it? On what scale? We we never do A to F. Yeah. Why are we not doing grades? <laughs> because we're we're doing like three other pieces. That- <laughs> Yeah, we we've we've uh, we've become big. At I went back athletic. to I went back to look at our Javon Hargrave grades. We actually gave it regular grades, like A through F. Yeah, I mean that was right at the beginning of the pandemic. We probably yeah, maybe that's why we something. decided it, we we decided it would be uncouth to do <laughs> nonsensical <laughs> grades. That was literally the first week of 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 the pandemic. Free agency was the only thing in sports going on that week actually and of course by the way i gave it the best grade so history shines okay. on me okay what'd you get the slate trade out of curiosity <laughs> <laughs> i think the best grade i've written was the joe flacco trade which i or the signing which i stand by um slay i mean listen we can talk about slay another time yeah. um, but uh no so yeah so i i don't think they keep gardner johnson at this point but crazier things have happened and they need to figure out the safety situation i'm really curious what he's going to sign for because i don't like I mean, who know, who knows what he's asking for? But there are there are safety is one of the few positions that has not been totally picked over in free agency yet. There are still plenty of guys available, um, and we'll get to this. But like defensive tackle, where the Eagles need to do something, is going really fast. There there are not a lot of guys still out there. Linebacker, similarly, uh, not a lot of guys still out there. Um, but safety, there are there are plenty of like the top tier of those guys, or I guess not the top tier, but the second tier who are still available. Although usually, and I, I say this late in the free agency, free agency technically hasn't even started yet. 
But it's so, it's so silly. Unless you were Aaron Rodgers, usually if you haven't signed a deal now, it's because you haven't gotten the number that you want yet. It's it's not because you were sitting there choosing between five teams and like there there's all these offers and uh, it's it's usually you are either have have to accept the number that's that's there among multiple teams offering it to you or you're waiting for a team to come up to your price because right. that 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 team is working on something else and they say well if this doesn't happen then that happens like for instance Javon Hargrave might not be an eagle might not have been an eagle the past three years if Byron Jones signs right Javon Hargrave was their pivot when they didn't get Byron Jones right okay all right Marissa are we on a uh, one break or two breaker just one. Okay. Let's let's go to break. Um, and I, I want to ab- make a comment to any audio listeners um, that have heard a Chiefs um, Super Bowl ad in the mm. audio version. Those are automated. I don't put those in. Those are selected by the site that we upload the podcast to. So very sorry if that's been very depressing when you're listening to this podcast and all of a sudden you hear an ad for the Chiefs Super Bowl commemorative. I don't know what it is, but... Yeah, so that's not really us doing that. And yeah. I'll try and change it. But we love all our sponsors. So Yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Well, all of our, around, we love all of our current, our current sponsors. Yes, I mean. our current sponsors. <laughs> and future ones. Yes. And future ones. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so, yes, we'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, and everything else that happened today. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right. Back on Birds with Friends. We moved Real out. quick, during the break. What? During the break, there was news that, that I, I just saw. David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. You see that? Is it David Montgomery or Montgomery, David? David Montgomery. Uh... <laughs> Not to be confused with Dave Montgomery, the former president of the Phillies and a nice man. Uh, I mean, David Montgomery. What? I like what? that you had to throw in the nice man. You know, I mean, how many times did you meet 
the old Dave Montgomery. Everybody says he was a nice man, but how, how do you know? I met him multiple times. I sat down in his office. Okay. Uh, yeah, Bo, I, I, I have written a thing or two in this city for the. <laughs> um, Tell him, Zach. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, he, I, uh, I, I sat with him in his office in Clearwater. We we talked Penn Charter. We we, we had a very nice conversation. Uh, so David Montgomery signed a, a he signed with the Detroit Lions, and I bring this up. I know we're about to talk running backs, but the seems like that, a crazy deal. deal. Yeah, three years, eighteen million, eleven guaranteed. So that could a affect Miles Sanders' market, but b there had been some some talk leading into the draft. That uh, that maybe that was a potential Bijan Robinson team. I assume that's not the case now. And see, the Eagles already. Well, we'll get to what they did in their backfield. But man, if there's a team that can trade for DeAndre Swift, I would trade for DeAndre Swift because I think I think that's a guy who's who's going to bust out. That well, yeah, but that's that's just you being anchored to the draft thing, as you've as you've admitted to the draft pedigree. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I mean. He had an awesome game against the Eagles. Yeah. Did he not? And I watched him in high school at St. Joe's Prep and watched him in college at Georgia. So I I think uh I mean that David Montgomery deal strikes me as uh, wild and we'll see how real those numbers are. Um and I'm curious to see where Miles Sanders goes. But let's get into it now. Um because the Eagles signed Rashad Penny to a one-year deal worth uh according to NFL Network 1.35 million with 600,000 guaranteed and could get up to uh, a little bit over $2 million. Penny, um, if you take him at his best, is the best running back that was on the market. Um, he, he's got 6.2 yards per carry over the past two seasons. Um, he's been awesome after contact. The problem, of course, is that he's never healthy. He has had over 100 carries in the season once. That was in 2021. Um, and is coming off a broken fibula in October. So uh, this is a this is like a nice, cheap, high upside swing for the Eagles, but I think they are going in here with eyes wide open about the likelihood that they're going to get a, a full season out of Rashad Penny. Well said. This is someone who, when he's on the field, is electric. It's it's what you're looking for. I mean, over five, car- over five yards per carry in his career, past two years, over six yards per carry. I put a stat up there that... Uh, Nick Sirianni believes that it. Whoa. What was that? that Did an alien just land in your house? No, that's wind. Wow, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. wild. <laughs> that was Sounded very like a wild. Spaceship or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Hope so. I, I I will order Marissa a pizzuki. That was, by the way, that was very wild. I thought my kids were gonna run in here any minute. Jeez. Um. So, is the roof still on in your house? I sure hope so. <laughs> Guess we'll find out in a minute. Um, Zach Berman, take us to your later. You call up. You call up Chip Kelly. Uh, so, so Josh. Josh says it was the Pazuki delivery guy. <laughs> uh, hope there's there's not trees that get knocked down. Um, so let's let's get back to what I was saying. That Nick Sirianni believes in explosive plays, right? Uh, he, the way he categorizes it is 10 plus yards uh, is a 10 plus yard rush. Uh, in the past two seasons, Rashad Penny's t- rate of 10 plus yards 
is the second highest of any running back with at least 100 carries. The only one higher is Nick Chubb, who who uh, benefits from a great offensive line in Cleveland, right? So uh, that was a Michael Dunn. Uh, yeah, we got it. Yeah. You Again, as as you and I have texted about, the as you as a fan of comedy, you really are aware that the the best way yeah. to uh, to get a joke over is to explain it right away. You didn't sell it. I I, I smiled. So okay. So uh, and then. In his in his career, he's only had six games. He's only had six games with at least 15 carries. He's topped 100 yards in five of those games. All right, that's that's incredible. But it all it's also it shows you how seldom he carries the ball at a high rate. So yeah, I think you put it well. The Eagles know why they're getting him on the cheap. It's a lottery ticket that if it pays off, good for him and and good for Penny. I am. You asked about this at the start, and we can address it now. I am fascinated that the Eagles were so aggressive here um, about signing Penny and re-signing Boston Scott so early before yes. the market has Especially set Scott. itself, because there are so many guys who are available um, who are, you know, like solid running backs. And um, I, I mean, I think they made the conscious decision to move on from Miles Sanders. We can get to. Um, sort of the the Sanders in Philadelphia eulogy, if you want. But um, I, I think I think in Penny, they were aggressive because they see the highest upside with him um, of the guys on the market, and I think that makes sense, especially cost wise. The Boston Scott thing is odd, um, and it's especially odd because they could have waited to see if you know, like all of a sudden, Damian Harris was available for a million dollars next week. But um, I, I think I view it as um, intentionality about the post-contract Jalen Hurts plan. Um, and by that, I mean, I think in Rashad Penny, they have a guy who is a little bit more reliable between the tackles than Miles Sanders was. I think that this is the perfect like, short-term Band-Aid. The position is fine to the, to the degree that you don't need to reach for a running back in the draft. But if one presents itself at the top of your board, there's nothing here to prevent you from taking one of those guys. And I think they're going to make something of an investment in um, in the interest of keeping Jalen Hurts healthy long-term once they have signed him to a long-term deal, just taking the reins off a little bit in asking so much of him in short yardage and not from a quarterback sneak standpoint because, you know, th theoretically those don't take too much out of his body. But, you know, if he's going to stay healthy, uh, for the long term, which he has not done down the stretch each of the past two seasons, one way that they can hope to improve that is to ask him to run just a little bit less. You're not you don't want to take away his superpower, but I think that I think that uh, expecting more from that position than they got from Miles Sanders is something that's on their mind. Yeah, I, I think you might be reading into it a little too much. Maybe you are right, but I think Rashad Penny was a promising back at a cheap price, and it's. It's not because of Jalen Hurts. I mean, I I think the the logic is sound, but I I don't think that was the impetus for this move. I I think it was a good swing at a cheap price that was going to be much less expensive than Miles Sanders. And it's hard to get this type of talent in production and potential, or this type of talent and upside rather, at you know two million dollars a year, right? The Boston Scott signing I didn't quite understand, and that's not a knock on Boston. Nice guy, decent player for you. Last year, they signed Boston, I think, March 19th or March 18th. 
that was a week plus in the free agency. Uh, did, did he do so much in the past year yeah. that there will be more of a priority now? I don't know. And honestly, are I, I mean, were you willing to risk Boston Scott signing elsewhere before the draft? This is I, – I misread what the Eagles were going to do at running back. I thought what the Eagles would do was what they did in 2017, that they would go into the draft, see how the draft went, and then you can always find backs after the draft. In 17, they found like Garrett Blunt, right? The draft didn't go as they wanted. They got Pumphrey in the fourth round instead of, uh, you know, in, instead of Cook in the second round, and they had to regroup. Uh, I thought that's what they would do here. It surprised me that they basically put a three-man backfield together today, joined with Gainwell. Uh, that's why the Scott move caught me off, off off guard. Good for Boston Scott because he's someone who, like he he does everything you ask. He's a good guy in the locker room. He's a good guy to have. Um, it's always good to see guys get paid. It just that move did surprise me. Uh, just to uh, bookkeep. Flu World Order. Uh, Jason Kelsey back. We both had him at one. Brandon Graham back. I had him at two. You had him at three. So a point uh, advantage for me. Although if Quez Watkins is on the week one roster, that'll be a wash. Uh, Boston Scott, I had at five. You had at 10. Nice little nice little bump for your boy. And James Bradbury, as we said before, I had at 15. You had at 16. The Zach Pascal one is the one that's, that's going to get you back in the heat here. You've got him at six. I've got him at 12. That's the one we're really rooting against all the minions. Yeah. Like I would have more of an urgency to re and the game aside, flu world order aside, I would have more of an urgency to resign Zach Pascal than sign Boston Scott. I would, I would rather have a fourth receiver locked down right now than a third running back. But yeah, but I think you, uh, well, I mean, I, I I'm sure that Boston Scott, his contract includes like very little guaranteed money. They can, they can cut him if they need to. Uh, I would now if that if that happens, you don't get the point. No, yes, right? you do. I thought for a returning player, he has to be no, on no, no. the an unrestricted okay. free agent counts if they are back on the roster at any point. So okay. them being resigned counts. It's only the guys who are uh, trade possibilities that they have to be on the week one roster. Gotcha. Well, that won't keep me up at night, regardless. So I don't believe you. Flu world order doesn't. Other things do. Flu world order does not. Okay. Uh, anything else that we should discuss from the, well, I, I guess we should say on Rashad Penny, um, just in terms of like fit in the backfield, this is not a player who is going to contribute as a receiver in the running game. He's never had more than nine catches in a season. And so the fit with Kenny Gainwell is a little bit uh, nice and complimentary. He is supposedly um, solid in pass protection and better than the Eagles have had um, in, in recent years. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be rotating snaps there anyway. But I still I, I still expect that there's going to be one other person added here, either in the draft or like right after. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm still not ruling out a draft pick in the top 100. On yeah, I think that's very so. very reasonable. This also, I think this combination really lends well to your creativity. What's that? I think you can come up with a good nickname. I've seen I've seen Penny and Kenny. But there's got to be a good pun with penny a penny lane. gain or a, a, a penny gaining well or something of that nature. You know, gains on the penny. Uh, I, I don't know. You're someone who can who can think of a good. Well, Zach, if the Eagles sign a quarterback tomorrow, mm -hmm. they, they, the only uh, imports 
that they will have made so far in free agency will be a quarterback, a penny, and a Nichols coach. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. Classic. And maybe if they sign another corner, they can play more time. Ah, There you go. Getting in on the action here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I do want to bring one thing up to circle back to Bradbury. We didn't have it in, in this conversation, but we had it in an email exchange, and you brought up me on the phone earlier. And if we're going to talk about it when we're on the phone, we, we might as well talk about it in, in front of and with Be careful our what you say here. there because that's a – I, uh, I don't know if you want to set that precedent. No, I definitely don't want to set that precedent, actually. <laughs> uh, so just for this conversation here, Avante Maddox. Um, yes, you thought that maybe that the money that they've spent at corner, no, it's just asking they haven't spent in safety. Yeah, it's not the money that, that they spent at corner. It's that if they don't bring Gardner Johnson back, gotcha. Is that a solution? Is that a solution? We've had this conversation for four years. Yeah, I don't. Expect My opinion, it, yes. Yeah, yeah. My opinion, yes. They haven't been compelled to do that, but it would certainly be interesting. These pit jerseys are very funny. Just a big old P on the front. Carolina did that a few years ago. Yeah, that is. With a they P? look like a wrestling singlet. Well, no, they had the interlocking NC mm-hmm. when they. It was the first time they changed their. Uh, it's just jersey. funny that it's a P. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, it's Pittsburgh. I know, and, but... and the Panthers—that's their logo. Yeah, yeah I understand. So. It's just funny. Yeah, yeah. Michigan had that. If you remember, I think Lavelle Blanchard was number thirty. Was on the team back then. Hmm look that up and if you are listening um and i'm not yet joined the birds uh, yes. friends bracket um the link is in the youtube description i'm sure bo or zach will tweet it out at some point i could tweet it out um got a lot of people to join yesterday so we'll have to come up with a good prize for the winner should be fun the winner will get uh to pick any book from zach's bookshelf <laughs> um not any book but we can discuss like i'll give you a book yeah <laughs> some of these books you can't get anymore uh, two, can you name either of the coaches right now, Mississippi State's or Pittsburgh's? No chance. Uh, Pittsburgh's is uh, Jason Capel. Jeff Capel. Oh, Jeff. Jeff Capel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Jeff, uh, Jeff yeah. Capel. Mississippi mm-hmm. State's is. You're not going to get this. I mean, he's a coach in the SEC, so he's probably a really bad human. <laughs> Just playing the odds. Chris Jans is their coach. Yeah. And what's the what's the word on him as a human? I could, I'd never met him before. I haven't sat in his office before. Okay. So can't tell you that. How do you, do you know that, do you, Zach? Do you disagree with my assertion? I, I, I follow the coaching carousel quite a bit. Yeah. I like to connect the dots of who's going where. I mean, I, yeah. So impressive. Okay. Anything else on the running backs we should, we should talk about? How do you feel about, how do you feel about the Miles Sanders era? How would you, how would you eulogize it? Good question. Good, uh, a good player who I think they got what they could have hoped out of him when they took him in the second round. Not a star in Eagles lore, but had a really good fourth season, right? He had, he had 250 plus carries this year, a thousand plus yards, was a pro bowl running back, was a key player on a Super Bowl team. Uh, he was a really productive runner for them for, for really three plus years. He was a productive receiver for them for one year, it seemed like. Uh, and, yeah, I, I mean, the, the team made the playoffs twice during his time as 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 the lead running back. I thought he was a good player. 
I don't think it was great. I think that he could have been better. And I think those first three years will kind of be looked at. I don't want to say underachieving, but that there could have been more there. But he was awesome this past year. And he 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 deserves to be remembered fondly in Eagles history. Yeah, you said he had 259 carries this year. He had more carries in 2022 than Rashad Penny has had in the past four years combined. Mm-hmm. Just to just to set the set the uh, expectations for how available Penny's going to be. But um, yeah, I think you know we've talked about Miles Sanders. I think I think he was um, a fun guy to cover. Um, he had he had some really high highs. It, it was an interesting. It was he was a, like a different player every year of his career, right? Like his mm-hmm. rookie year, he wasn't. Yeah. He was like an elite receiver for a running back. Yes, yes. Uh, just production wise, and then he then he completely stopped being a factor in the running game. Uh, he had the year when he was like a real home run hitter um, and had yep. a bunch of long runs, and then this year he was a much more complete running back. But I think still, and you saw it at the end of the season when he lost the playing time to Gainwell, um, in terms of like getting what was there for the offense, he was unreliable in, in that capacity. He, he, his tendency to freelance a little bit too much came back to bite him sometimes. Um, and I think that that's part of the reason why the Eagles made a conscious decision to move on from him. Credit to you, though. I think you called this year no, you no, you called this year back in training camp where you said they were going to run him into the yeah. ground and then let him leave in free agency. I mean, 250 plus carries, you don't see that that as often anymore in the NFL. Uh, they ran him into the ground and then they, and was, they clearly and he was done were, by the end of the season. Like he was, he was, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. And they were not interested in bringing him back. Like they, yeah, they were ready to move on. And it is a little bit sad because he's, by all accounts, he has, he has only ever said he just wants to be in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like he just wants to come back and, you know, it's, it's a tough business. Yeah. But he, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that he, it should be looked at fondly and, and, and he wasn't great so. and he could have been better, but he, it could have been much worse too. Right. And, and look, he was their first 1000 yard running back since LaShawn McCoy in 2014. Uh, that that's since then they they've had, I mean, they've, they've gone through a lot of backs since then. So whether it was DeMarco Murray in 15 and Ryan Matthews in 16 and 17, they had like Garrett Blunt and then they had Jay Ajayi got hurt in 18, 19 was Josh Adams. Josh um, Adams didn't have 20, a beard. And then 20, 21, 22 was uh, Miles Sanders. There you go. All right, Zach, what do you think, uh, what do you think is next in terms of uh, priorities for the Eagles? Well, safety, one way or the other, whether they find a way to bring back some Sean kind Scarlett of resolution Johnson. there, yeah. Um, like you mentioned earlier, that is a crowded marketplace right now. I, yeah, I they, think if he they, signs elsewhere, he's probably the next domino to fall, right? Yes, and then things start yes. to happen after that. But I wouldn't be surprised if he signs and the Eagles still haven't signed a safety by Monday or something like that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like I, I, I've, I've been in contact with someone who who uh who's tight with another safety on the market and let's call him the uh, question Hefrey hurry and the question the question that keeps coming up is like what's going on with Gardner Johnson because mm-hmm. I, I do think that's holding up the rest of the market uh so curious to see what they do there 
I've mentioned Juan Thornhill and Nizer Adderley in previous pods as maybe lower cost options that they could look at. Uh, you also wrote about Taylor Rapp in your piece last week and uh, among the other safeties. Nick so Scott, there's some interesting. Got, uh, yeah. Julian Love. You got Adrian Amos, who has the Sean yep. Desai connection. Yeah. It's a lot of, so there's a lot of guys out there. Something to watch there. Who are, I mean, the, you know, the, probably yeah. not going to give you quite the same level of play, but a lot of guys out there. I like Thornhill. The big, yeah, so do I. Yes, so do I. I think he's from Alta Vista, Virginia, which uh, I used to drive through on my way down to uh, to Tobacco Road. Mm. Um, the big question with this team right now is defensive tackle. And I don't know what they can do on the market. I, I know the guy you've talked about is uh, is Matt Iodon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm butchering the last name. Can you help me here? Do you I, want to try I, to spell it? You. Do you want to see if you learned your lesson? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't have to do that. You don't I, have to I do can't it. spell it. <laughs> yeah, not out loud. Um, but uh, point Type being, it in the chat. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do at defensive tackle. Because yeah, because that market is thinning. It's mm -hmm. all of the middle tier of that market has yeah. really thinned out. Um, you've got, and at this point, I think it probably makes the most sense for them to bring back Fletcher Cox. He's the best guy yeah. available. I don't know what he's asking for. Um, but after that, it's like it's Ionitis and Puna Ford, who, who there's the, you know, fleeting Sean Desai connection. And then it really thins out. You know, it's like my my guy, Nathan Shepard. Um, yeah. And by the way, I did this exercise that we were talking about going through the 2020 draft to see trade candidates. And that's a really hard position to find players at. You can see why those guys make premium money. There's simply not a lot of good interior defensive tackles in the NFL, especially guys who can affect the quarterback. Uh, so I'm fascinated to see what their answer is. You do wonder that that trade that you put in the mock draft, if, if they can get up to five, especially if quarterbacks, if three quarterbacks are going in the top four and Ryan Anderson's also going in the top four and Jalen Carter is sitting there at five and the Seahawks might not need him and you can entice the Seahawks, you can trade up, like that would be the answer. Now, I'm not in those conversations in the Eagles draft room with, you know, Dom DeSandro and, Dom's and, and other people money on that one. Who, who know what's going on with Jalen Carter. And then I also don't know if there's a, price that the Seahawks would require them to hit or if the Eagles would hit that price. But to me, the the best option that they have right now is to figure out how to take Jalen Carter in the draft. But you can't rely on that. That's You, you can't know, you rely on to, that. No, 100% you, you can't rely on that. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't love what's out there in free agency, and I don't know what the trade market is right. going to bear. Howie knows that better than I do, but – but we'll see. Yeah, I mean they need a, they need a they need a real guy there. Yes. Um, you know, if you're losing both Cox and Hargrave, you need you need somebody substantial. Um, then you've got linebacker where we haven't even talked about Kaiser White, uh, who signed today with the Cardinals yeah, on him. a two year deal. Good for him. Um, that leaves two open spots. We all presume that Nicobe Dean takes care of one of those. The linebacker market has actually also, um seen a lot of action there are not a ton of guys left there um especially all the younger guys drew tranquil is still available and then you're talking about the older guys like levante david and bobby wagner I and mean, there are there are a bunch of other like lower level guys available i think i think it's i think it's either a surprise veteran signing 
or they wait until you know next week and see who's available for two million dollars. I agree with you there. I think that's a position they would they wait out. Um, if I can have like a thirty second soapbox moment here, because I keep saying good for him, and I think it's it's worth saying. Like we we talk about these so transactionally, yes. and uh, but 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 we also get to know these guys, and like I mean, this might come off a very pro player, um, but I always love seeing guys get paid. Like it's it's so nice to see these guys sign contracts. I mean, this um, is a pro player podcast. It's like yeah, this is life changing. <laughs> this is like um. We're gonna call. We're gonna. We're gonna name the this the pro player stadium. Sorry, my son is. My son just woke up and he's. Uh, poor me. Reed. You know what he um, likes to wake up from. And I think my wife might be sleeping. Barely sleep. Um, can you guys yeah. talk for go, one minute? Go Reed. I'm gonna. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm sorry here. Marissa, do we on. do we have any uh do we have any like Michael Dunn, uh teammates who've gotten paid? Who were who were happy for over the past yes. couple of days? Yes. Um. So Ethan Posick. Um. Now first. I am less happy for Ethan Posick. Why? Because that should have been Michael's job. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were we were very happy for Ethan. He had an awesome year. Um. He signed a a great deal with the Browns. Um. I think he could have even gotten more. Um. So very happy for him. His wife is. Um. They're having their third child soon. So I know that's Ooh. very exciting. Three year deal. So. Very happy for for uh, the Posick family. Um, trying to think who else. I think there's been like talks of other things, but nothing official, so I won't reveal from other people. Um, Zach's back. Uh, who else? Um, I know Michael was very impressed with um, Nick Gates. Got got a good deal mm-hmm. with the, the Commanders, and obviously, I'm sure Eagles fans have kind of heard that you know his crazy story, his bad injury with the Giants a few years ago. So he was happy to see. Um, you know, that deal, um, guards are getting paid. So it's been, it's been interesting to watch. Um, trying to think who else. Viking sign, uh, signing Byron Murphy. Oh, uh, what number? No number yet. No, no number. Okay. Wow. So there goes, there goes flu world order or quackatology. Yeah, yes. Wrong game. Ionite is still on the board, I think from the final four and Marcus Mariota. Okay. Um, Michael is watching and I can't believe I forgot to mention fan of, or friend of the pod, Sione Taki Taki oh. also, also coming back in Cleveland. Um, so he's, he, I, yeah, I believe he's an Osprey award winner. Yeah. I mean, best name, right? Like, <laughs> For the interception, no, the interception, it was, the interception. Oh. It was like, yeah, the, the player of the, 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 uh, best performance by an opposing player Yes, in 2020. Yes. Carson threw it right to him. Yeah. yeah. That was like a, the rain and sleet. Yeah. And like there was like yeah. five people in the stadium. Wow. People are saying 222 for Byron Murphy. Wow. Hmm. I wonder if Bradbury's contract set the market there. I don't know. I Listen, I, would I have rather, not watched, yeah, I have not watched Byron Murphy play uh, every snap of his career. I would rather have that deal, I think. It's interesting. I'd rather have the... Theoretically yeah. ascending player. The, the 25-year-old ascending. Yeah. No, that's a fair point. I'm not going to dispute that. But I don't know. I mean, there are there are plenty of there are plenty of variables. Um, so okay, Zach, would you like to return to your soapbox? <laughs> Sorry, I was very distracted there. Uh, how's how's we doing? He okay? He's good. He was he was a little scared. Bad he's dream. Gone. He's good. 
I think the wind and yeah. Oh, the wind, um, yeah. That, <laughs> that visit from the aliens. It it, it woke him up. Um, back to this. Yeah, no, it's it's nice seeing guys get paid like this time of year. It, yeah, it's it's and this is life changing. I mean, this so it's 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 cool to see. It's 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 more than just uh, a tweet with a link source said, right? I mean, it. I mean, we see it firsthand with Marissa and and. It's it's life changing for and there's so much that goes into it and so much work that goes into it. Right. And like, you know, I've spoken to A.J. Brown and what A.J. Brown's contract is, is on a different scale than most of these. But like A.J., he kept saying like he won, you know, he won. However, he looks at it. He he won because he he changed his family's life forever. And uh, yeah, it's it's nice seeing these guys get get uh, get paid. Definitely. Very cool. Absolutely. Um, okay, the last the last uh, position I just uh, I wanted to talk about was, was oh, and real quick too. I'm sorry on that soapbox. Now that this says it, there's this. Just everybody that... remember this when I get when I get <laughs> made, sorry. when I get called out for interrupting you. It yeah. goes both ways. Yeah, no, that's true. I am interrupting you here, um, and I'm I'm not calling out anyone directly here. Uh, I suppose I am indirectly, which is kind of like a cowardly move. I I, I don't know who I am, but there's like this supposition. That Jalen Hurst should take less money to help out the rest of the team. Yeah. Jalen Hurst should take as much money as he's as he's able to get, right? Like he he earned it, man. So yeah, it's not yeah. it's not Jalen Hurts' job to to hook everyone else up, right? Um like Absolutely. now so, maybe there's maybe there's some like structuring of hundred percent, one hundred percent, yeah. But right. any 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 less total money, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, these guys earn it. So yeah. Uh, you know what my you know what uh, my pet peeve is of this free agency cycle so far. I mean, can can we so can we get over uh, coaches having to bring in guys who they've coached before <laughs> as true. if that, those are the only ones who could ever who could ever possibly understand Josh McDaniel's system? Like <laughs> this happens every time. It's so it's so um, especially these Patriots guys, and it's yeah. so like. Are you good at your job or not? Yeah. Like, coach the coach the guys who who are better or who are there. It's so ridiculous every time. I'm I am with you wholeheartedly. If, like, if give if, me a break. If, if you get a coaching job and and your idea of putting a team together is like uh, is is get a bunch of guys who are part of a mediocre offense. Um, that <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, we'll get we'll give you Zach Pascal. Okay, like that's <laughs> yeah, the one yeah. you get. But like, yeah. like organizing your entire strategy around, we got to get Jimmy G and and uh, Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now they did add Devontae Adams last year, but but you inherited a team that made the playoffs the year before, and now you've traded away Derek Carr and and Darren Waller. And they're not the only ones. It's you know, yeah. but you know, even D'Amico is signing like Niners guys, but. It's just, yes. it's so uncreative. Like, well, there's something to be said. Like, if you want someone, you know, uh, Andy Reid wanted Chase, I'm sorry, not Andy Reid. Well, Andy Reid wanted Doug Peterson, but Doug Peterson wanted Chase Daniel, someone who, who can come and help you put in the system. That part I get. Sure but enough. if it's, yeah, no, that, yeah. I mean, especially if it's a backup quarterback. Yeah, if it's a backup right, quarterback. Someone, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Help put in the system. You know, it's, uh, I'll work with the guys in, in the locker room. I get that. Uh, if, if you're trying to recreate a team that you had before, that's that's not the way to go. Come on. 
Um, what did you make of the Giants move today? I was Zach? just gonna ask you guys that. The Waller trade? Yeah. Yeah. I would sooner pay Mike Jacecki and keep my third round pick hmm. if I'm looking for a pass catching tight end, to be honest with you. But I I I like Waller more than others. I, I know the numbers haven't been there the past two years because of injury, but when he's on the field, he's a real tough matchup. I think we I think I said last offseason that uh from like a long term Eagles fan standpoint, I would be a little bit worried that the uh, the Giants front office would have sort of a Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson type bump where you go from uh, total inanity to just like baseline competence, and that would be a huge jump. Uh, this offseason has, has taught me that the Eagles fans have nothing to worry about. Well, what surprised me about this offseason in particular was – that if if you think to Sean McDermott's first year in Buffalo, which was was Joe Shane there that year, or did he come the year after that? Anyways, they made the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor, right? It was a nice story, but then they were like, "We're not good enough," you know, and they kind of backed up and they they almost reset. And I remember it being a a, a controversial thing to do at the time, but they're like, "We're not going to go far with with Tyrod as yeah. the quarterback," right? And I kind of thought, but I thought the Giants would do that. I thought the Giants would have clearer eyes about what happened last year. They're a well-coached team that played decently, but I didn't look at that team and say this is the beginning of something, right? I, they, I would they, have, and, and they gave a ton of money to Bobby Okereke. Like, and he's young. I think the I think the bump they got was was Joe Judge to Brian Dable. Um, I don't think Joe Shane is doing anything different than Gettleman was doing. I think they're I think they're they're going to win six games next year. Well, Shane did a good job as his first year in terms of like resetting. You know, I I think it did a great job releasing James Bradbury. <laughs> he really nailed that. Oh, I bet he didn't nail. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think they're I think I think they're in trouble. Um, I was going to say just before we get off the the, the last thing um, that I expect news maybe tomorrow or or relatively soon i think the eagles will prioritize their the backup quarterback at some point um we've heard rumors of jacoby Brissett. we know that sirianni loves him we've talked about the mariota connection gardner Minshew has now had a chance to assess what his market is i wouldn't be surprised if he comes back your boy got released today if the eagles really want to make us happy and bring in matt ryan um so there are a lot of guys available and there are there are Plenty more guys available uh, who are competent, but I think the Eagles will have some kind of preference there. We'll we'll see what kind of number they're willing to give out. That yeah, I mean backup quarterback. It would surprise me if it's Ian Book next year, as we discussed. Hmm. All right. I I see Alex C points out Jacoby knows the system, uh, but point. Jacoby but Jacoby Brissett he's he's like the best backup quarterback available on the market right now. So that wouldn't be he was very good yes, last year. Actually, what, As what Marissa your, knows. Yeah. yeah. And great guy. He's yeah. he Michael loved loved spending time with Jacoby. So mm. I hope he gets paid. I hope he goes somewhere. If if he goes to the Eagles, I hope they pay him what he uh deserves. I hope he, that he's holding up the Eagles like Aaron Rodgers is holding up the Jets, and he has a list for the Eagles, and he says, You better bring in Michael F and Dunn. <laughs> yes. That would be wonderful. I'd love that. <laughs> well, the cool thing about him. I don't know if this is still the case, but it was at one point. Is that he represents himself? I oh, I, I, I believe so. So he gets to keep that commission, right? Mm. 
Um, yeah, I didn't know but that. hopefully he does a good job negotiating. Here's another pet peeve I have that reminds me. There are so all of the national media people like castigating Lamar Jackson for this is the situation he's in because he doesn't have an agent. He could have taken the deal, you know, two years ago and still hit the market at the same time. It's so naked. Like it, they're just protecting the agents. This is it's like they're it's like they're um they're just shills for the big agent business. We'll see what Lamar Jackson ends up doing. We don't know what his contract's gonna be like yet. We don't need we don't need like telling him what he's doing wrong. We're gonna we're gonna find out. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to weigh in on that for this reason. Um because the reason to have an agent is is to play the media game. Well, that's not true. I disagree with you there. The reason to have an agent is is because in in theory he when knows you, how to extract he, he he's sure. he's a good negotiator but when you are he knows a player how to extract. at that level like yeah I don't know. well i i what always you like are in getting the NBA, from the agent is like so much of what you're getting is at that level like the relationships with the national media people i yeah i i i disagree i disagree it's it's exercising leverage and and uh and Knowing how to how to deal with multiple teams, out out at once, having the relationships in front offices, not necessarily just just media. I I see what you're saying. I I think what you're saying is more validity in the NBA, to be frank. Or you know when, when there's max contracts, like Lawrence if you're no, if you're a max player in the NBA, and you know this is the most you can get, right? Then you can figure that out, right? But in the NFL, there's there's a lot of nuance there. Now, if if you're a star quarterback and you can name your price, maybe that's that's a, a different story. But like we can see here, it's not as simple as naming his price because there are complications here. I don't know enough in Lamar Jackson's situation to know if an agent would have uh, created a different outcome or not. But I also think it's it's naive to say that this situation wouldn't have have been here if not for the agent because I think one thing that kind of gets lost in this is the agent works for the player. The player doesn't work for the agent, right? So the agent should be operating at the behest of the player. If this is what Lamar Jackson wants, then the agent should be negotiating on behalf of that, not the not Lamar Jackson sitting on his hands saying, "I'm going I'm going to get what the agent gets me," right? I just think you could probably write a nice uh like college paper or uh, thesis if you really wanted to dig into it on contrasting the uh, national media, the national football media narrative around Deshaun Watson last year and around Lamar Jackson this year. And just to see how the sausage is made. The, the tofu rather. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, yeah, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the franchise tag. Like I genuinely, I see the chat here. I genuinely, I don't think owners are colluding against Lamar Jackson. I stand by what I said last night, and I, I don't know this for a fact, but I think there's an understanding in the league that the Ravens are going to match any offer, and they don't want to have their books tied up for five days with a contract that the Ravens are going to match. That's my opinion. Okay. I just think it's it's like it's it would seem odd for me to think that, that – I'm not talking about like Lamar Jackson not having signed a, a, okay. a, an offer sheet yet. I'm just talking about like the the this narrative that like he has misplayed his hand and like oh, yeah. shame on him for not having an agent that he hasn't played his hand yet. That's the thing. So I yeah I yeah. I I disagree with that narrative. Okay. But.
All right. Two days in a row, no news broke on the no Eagles news broke on the pod. Slightly disappointing. That's all right. We gotta get we gotta get out of here so Marissa can go finish enjoying her birthday. Enjoy your birthday. Watch some college. This. <laughs> gotta have some pie. I can't eat anymore. I got my sugar test in the morning, so Ooh. I can't I can't have any more sugar before I have to take that. <laughs> so. All right. Well, good luck. I, I yeah. Thanks. I, I don't know what the sugar. Oh, I pass. Glucose. Yeah, glucose. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. They make I'm you sorry. drink the yeah. nasty sugary drink, and then they ah, okay. yeah. So let's hope I pass. Yeah, yeah good luck. Probably good not luck. great planning to do birthday cake. Until the day before. Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Baby's gonna be baby's gonna be in good shape. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends for the birthday girl and Zach and Michael. And Jason Capel, we thank you for listening. We will uh, Jeff Capel, Jason's his brother, who's actually I think an assistant on that staff. But Jeff Capel. Well, no, that's I was talking about Jason. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought you were talking about Pitt's head coach. Okay. Yeah, I said who I meant. Okay, okay. For all of them, I mean, I mean, you of all people should appreciate a brother. Thoral. Yes. Okay. Uh, for all of those people, and for um, Jim Capel, we thank you for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow if there is news. And otherwise, we'll talk to you later. As always, we love you. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.